0: What's up, everybody? My name is Marquita, and I want to welcome you to the very first episode of Queen Behavior, the podcast. That's right. I'm so excited we get to be here together. Listen, we're going to have some good fun, some good prayer, and we're going to hear some good word from some incredible people. I can't tell you how happy and excited and super nervous I am to kick this off, but I know that God has some incredible things in store for us this season. So with that said, listen, okay, I'm new to this and I'm over here trying to act like I'm true to this, but I am not. So do not judge me, okay? If it's a mess. Tell me like you tell your auntie or like your kid or something, you know, you know how we do. It's all right. Just put a little more, put a little more salt in it. That'll help. You know, be nice to me. Be kind. (laughs) Anyway, enough with the disclosures. Let's get to it again. My name is Marquita and I am so glad you hit play. You may be wondering what is queen behavior? Well, queen behavior is a vision that was birthed from a study I did on Queen Esther in the book of Esther. Now, her story has always impacted me because it's a story of discipline, patience, risk and sacrifice all for a huge reward. And that was saving a whole people like her whole race of people. And as we go through this podcast, we'll refer here and there to Esther's story about the decisions that she made that were so countercultural. They put her life at risk. Right. But God was with her and she was victorious. So that's why this podcast, Queen Behavior, is all about choosing kingdom over culture. You'll hear me say that a ton, like we royalty over here, boo-boo. Okay, listen, over here in Zion, you hear me say that a lot too, it's kingdom over culture. Why? Because culture is temporary, y'all. It does not last. It's always changing. And culture is based on the thoughts and behaviors of people. And we know that that People, the way people think, it changes every day. Even the Bible says that what we see around us is temporary, but we are able to focus on an internal glory that outweighs it all. So that's what we're gonna do, okay? We're gonna look at some of the things around us, some of the issues plaguing our hearts and mind, those things that tend to get us out of queen mode. We're gonna step boldly into what God has called us to be, who he's called us to be, and that's kingdom citizens not culture vultures okay with that said let's look at our scripture meditation of the week our scripture this week of course is from Esther it's chapter 4 verse 14 now listen if you grew up in church or if you're part of the women's ministry I know you probably got this on a t-shirt and a plastic bin somewhere Hannah okay so (laughs) please go dig it out just go ahead and rock it this week sometime and if you're new to this whole Christian thing welcome to the family girl you might as well, and yes, I did say might as well. You might as well go ahead and highlight this one in your Bible app. And if you're super saved and you went and got a paper Bible, okay, <laughs> highlight it, underline it, put a star by it, draw a heart on that verse number, girl. Y'all know we used to do that growing up. So I like it was just me with me, just me. Hey. By the way, get you a paper Bible, real talk. What if the power go out and you can't charge your phone? You still gonna have to do that devotional. The Lord going to be like, I gave you a big old sun with a whole bunch of light so you can see that paper. So you ain't even need no phone. So I don't want no excuses. See, but now we all focus. Okay. Back to the scripture meditation. All right. Esther 414 says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your father's family will perish And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Listen, this is Esther's uncle reading her down because she was hesitating going to the king about this weird dude's evil plan to kill her people. And he was saying, sit, oh, not sis, my bad, niecey, okay, hear me clearly. God will save us even if you don't say a word or do a thing, but please know that he will not be rescuing you in the midst, ma'am, okay? how atrocious how tough would it be to see deliverance of a whole people right your people and you gotta die because you did nothing then Mordecai challenges her purpose see the story of Esther is incredible because she went through a whole beauty pageant among scores of women to become the queen and her uncle was trying to tell her ma'am you you're cute and whatever but Let's be clear. You are a part of the lordship of this kingdom for a reason. And who knows, this could be the very reason that you are even sitting in the palace with a crown on your head today to save your people. Have you ever wondered why you were the first one to graduate college in your family? Have you ever wondered why your business was so successful when you've seen countless others fail? Have you ever wondered why your voice and your words always stand out above everything and everybody? You might even be extremely beautiful and be able to get access to levels of authority and wealth and and build relationships simply because of how you carry yourself. I want to challenge you this week with this verse. Could it be that you have been given this extra ability, like not just to flaunt it for yourself or make a bunch of money for yourself or to look good on social media, on the internet. Could it be that God has graced you with everything you need to help save people around you? How are you using your power for good? I'm gonna read that verse one more time. Let me be your mortar cat. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. That's Esther 4.14. Make sure you meditate on that scripture this week. Write it down every day and memorize it. Get that question in your heart. What are you doing with your power? That's what we're going to be talking about this season, power. We have so many talents and gifts and abilities that God has blessed us with. We can literally do just about anything we set our minds to. And I say just about because I had set my mind to swim one time and two of my friends almost drowned me. And I know you listening and I know you know who you are. Back to our regularly scheduled program and I had a moment, but seriously, we have power even in our bare hands, natural ability, right? How many of you know that with the Holy Spirit, you can have even greater power, power to do things in the kingdom, in the supernatural that you never even knew about? When you receive Jesus as your savior, you have the opportunity to receive his spirit, the Holy Spirit in your heart. That's what gives us power to think differently, to act differently, to treat people differently than we would if we didn't have it, right? It's one thing to say, I believe in God, you know, God is real, but it's a whole other thing to say, I walk after the spirit or I make my decisions based on godly principles and direction. You know, I love how Romans 8 puts it. It says, because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses, he's talking about the law that was what people tried to follow before Jesus came to die. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. This is y'all. This is so good as Romans chapter eight. And this is verse four. It says he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. That means, all of that to say this, that means when you receive Christ, you dive in the scriptures, you learn about him, you pray, and you build a daily relationship with him. Learn to think how Christ thinks. Learn to treat people how Christ treated people. Learn to love and walk in forgiveness. And every day you will see that old sinful way start to fall off. It's not going to be instant, child. Let's be clear, okay? That's okay, though. I want to encourage you to never stop seeking God. When you get in a Bible-believing church, a church you love to go to, one that's going to love on you and leave you feeling refreshed and challenged, right? Get in a Bible-believing church, one that you love to go to. Get in a church that's going to love on you and leave you feeling refreshed, but that's also going to challenge you to grow deeper in Christ each week. Get some friends who love Jesus and love you, and that way y'all can walk this thing out together. And also, you can listen to messages and podcasts that help you along your journey. They will certainly help you keep your mind focused on God things. And that's what it means to walk after the Spirit. just walking after the things of God. I want to spend this first episode talking about power. Throughout this season, I've invited some really, really great friends and peers of mine to talk about different ways we can walk in the power of the Spirit in every aspect of our lives. That's worship, Uh, prayer, our mental health, even our appearance and the way we carry ourselves. I mean, like literally choosing to laugh when everything around us makes us want to cry. I cannot wait to introduce you to my friends. Today though, I'm going to open this up by explaining what this is going to look like. And today you get me. My name is Marquita. Let's go to the throne room. (laughs) Y'all like that deed. I do. I feel like that's cheesy. I feel like that was cheesy. And if it is, You can tell me, but again, be nice to me. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Power is defined as the ability to do something or act in a particular way. I know you have questions, and I think I have some answers. So, what we're going to do is we're going to use that definition to tackle three questions that I think are going to be relevant to help us apply all the lessons that we learn in the remainder of the season of this podcast and in your everyday walk in general. So, again, power is defined as the ability to do something or act in a particular way. So the first question I know you probably have is, who gave us the power? (laughs) Well, there's a scripture in 2 Timothy that I love. So in this scripture, Paul the apostle was writing a letter of encouragement to his friend Timothy. And he was reminding him that he had strong faith. Like he was going back through his lineage, even his grandparents and parents had strong faith. So Paul was reminding him of this to let him know that he had everything in him that he needed to do the work God called him to. And Paul was challenging him not to let his faith burn out. 2 Timothy 1 and 6, Paul writes, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Look, I know sometimes it can get a little frightening to step out of your comfort zone and do a God thing. Like maybe that's hosting a Bible study, right? Maybe it's starting a blog. Maybe that's starting a podcast. (laughs) Maybe you feel like you need to sing in the choir or on the worship team, but you're too scared. But isn't it good to know that the God who called you doesn't want you to be afraid? I mean, he didn't even put fear in you. Paul said he gave us power and love and self-discipline. Do you know that's all you need? He has given you power, supernatural ability. He's given you supernatural ability to teach the Bible, to write music, to bring people together for fellowship and community. He's maybe even given you a supernatural ability to make lots of money so you can fund work for the kingdom, be a philanthropist. He gave us a love for his people and for the work of the harvest, and he's given us an ability to be disciplined in our training, execution, and character so that our work will be effective and have longevity. Who gave us the power? God gave us the power. He gave us his power when he sent his son to the earth to die for us, to be a payment for our sins so we could have access to the father and the promise he made for all of us. The promise is that he would dwell with us and within us. Our power comes from God. There is nothing, listen to me, there is nothing that this earth could hold that would give us the power that Jesus gives us. There's not a person, no object, a dollar amount, a degree, or a title that can outrank the power of God. There are people in all kinds of walks of life that have amazing stories of triumph and victory through the power of God alone. And they didn't rely on a single thing else to get them where they are. They use the power God gave them, the love that they had for Him and His people, and the discipline that He gave them to be able to do what He called them to do. And we have to recognize that our power comes from God alone. That's it. The second question I know you probably have is, well, why do we need the power? Well, I am so glad that you asked. You remember when we were talking a few minutes ago about Romans 8, about how God gave us power when he gave us Jesus because he had to do away with the old law? Well, to put it plainly, we need power because without it, uh, we're basically kind of raggedy. Now, that's the Marquita Bible translation coming never to a book's a million near you. (laughs) No, seriously. Without God's power working in us, we are seriously raggedy, child. Like, we we would really be out here wilding. Like, for real. If we were left to our own devices, we make really raggedy decisions. But Without the power of God, we will for sure cuss out the drive-thru lady. When we don't have the power of God, we definitely get smart with our boss and our parents. And then they use the power of God to put us on the flow, And that's not fun at all. Without the power of God, we would probably steal from our company. Now you're in court for embezzlement because you didn't have no power. Or we lie to our spouse or, you know, we set out to get evil revenge to settle an argument. Oh, and this is my favorite one. We, we're happy to be petty when we don't have the power of God working in us. Y'all, none of this stuff is okay. None of it. There is no way that we can say we have the spirit of God in us and behave this way, stealing and lying and being petty and unforgiving. that That's not queen behavior. That's what culture vultures do. So let me hip y'all to this culture vulture situation, okay? Culture vultures go with whatever is popping, whatever is hot in the moment, regardless of what the Bible says or what we've been taught by our pastors and leaders. Culture vultures live for the likes, for the views, for the attention that wild and I will get you. But I want to remind you that culture is temporary y'all please don't forget that culture is temporary that stuff will not last you want to know the only time that culture stuff lasts it lasts when you end up making a fool out of yourself and now you can't get a job or your witness and your character are ruined and like making an impact after something like that for the kingdom of god will be that much harder romans 8 6 through 9 is everything. Paul wrote this too, by the way. Let me read this to y'all. It says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. I'm going to say it again for the people in my back. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Did you hear that? You cannot act how you want to act and be how you want to be and think you're going to please God. Verse 9, this is Romans 8, verse 9 says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. Not when you follow Christ. It says you are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. So it's, again, one thing to be hollering about. I believe in God. I'm a child of God. But if your attitudes, thoughts and livelihood don't reflect that, sis, you don't belong to him at all. Isn't that kind of dope? and humbling all at the same time. Like we are nothing without the spirit of God working through us. We will forever make horrible decisions and get connected to horrible people and do horrible things when we follow what makes us feel good or or follow our sinful nature. But when we follow the spirit of God, I can guarantee while it won't always be roses and it won't always be the best feeling in the world. I'm telling you, it will be the best decisions and the best actions you could ever take. And it won't be easy at first, but eventually following Christ can become your first nature and it'll get easier as time goes by and as you continue to live and walk after the Spirit. And when you think of where your life could be if you had followed a different path, a sinful path, you will be so glad you chose kingdom over culture. Some of you may be in a situation where you literally are just getting to know Jesus. You're fresh in this thing and you feel like you've made some pretty sinful decisions up until this point and that's okay. God's grace and his mercy, oh my Lord. They are new every morning. That's what I love about it. Did you know that you can receive the power of God to start making godly decisions at any time? Like you can literally say in this moment, Lord, I recognize that I need your power to get this right. Help me. And he will help you. You don't have to follow trends or social media challenges or your favorite celebrities' behaviors, that stuff y'all it is culture and it is temporary and it will fade you want to know how you can stay relevant forever follow christ his direction and his guidance is from an eternal perspective he knows everything so he will always give you first dibs on what you need to do to have the most impact on the kingdom we need power so that we can make good decisions for the kingdom The goal is not popularity, fame, and notoriety. The goal is kingdom. That's So now that we know who gave us the power, God, and why we need the power so we can act right, the last question we might have and what I really want to dig into is what do we do with this power? Ooh, guah. You can do so many things with the power that God gives you. And this season, oh, I'm excited. We're going to be exploring areas where we can use the power of God in our everyday life in practical ways that helps us to keep making good decisions that are God decisions that will impact the kingdom over into eternity. Listen, listen, Jesus said it himself best. Right before he ascended to heaven, there's a scripture, Acts 1 and 8. This is Jesus talking. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That's what he wants. (laughs) Jesus instructs us to use the power of the Holy Spirit, his spirit, to tell the world about him. What does that look like? It might look like teaching the Bible. It might look like blogging about what healthy marriages and family dynamics look like. It might look like, you know, you showing people how to look their best and learn to love themselves as God created them. And maybe you want to sing his praises and encourage other people to do the same. You might have a natural ability to do one of these things or maybe all of these things. I don't know. You might be like some type of a superhuman and using natural ability alone might work well for you personally, but God wants you to use supernatural ability, his power to reach the world. You have no idea how far your reach can go when you operate in the power of God. Seriously. Seriously. Just like Paul was reminding Timothy about his grandparents' faith, you could be the first believer in your family to establish a faith that your children and grandchildren and even nieces and nephews get to see. Just from one person, you, your faith can be multiplied through generations. Just because you stayed the course, just because you believed, and just because You made a habit of choosing kingdom over culture. Recognize who gave you the power. Recognize why you have the power. And more than anything, walk like you got something to do with that power. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. And God, we thank you for every single person who's listening right now. We thank you for the love that you've given us. We thank you for the mind that you put in us. but More than anything, God, we thank you and honor you for the power that you've given us. Lord, we know that we fall short every day of the commandments that you've given us, of the laws that you put before us. But we thank you that you sent your son to die for us, to justify us, so that we could have access to you and your kingdom. And so because we have salvation and redemption and grace and mercy, we won't take it lightly. Lord, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to live for you, to live for you so that someone else can get to know you. Give us the mind of Christ. Give us the power of God so that we can operate, walk, make good decisions, and treat others the way that you have called us to. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, thank you guys so much for joining me for this first episode of Queen Behavior. Oh my gosh. Y'all, yeah, I like it so emotional talking about uh, choosing kingdom over culture because honestly, I mean, doing this, even in this moment, like I'm choosing faith over fear. Fear of what people would think, fear of my own insecurities and and my inconsistencies. And, And I know I don't have the natural capacity to do something like this. But I do know that my faith activates the spirit of God to work in me, to do what he's called me to do to the best of my ability. So I'll keep going and I'll keep learning and working with discipline to get better and better each week. I know you can do the same. So keep listening and let's grow together. Queen. (laughs) I love y'all. Talk soon. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Marquita Anthony. It was edited by Chanel Box of The Virtual Boutique. Creative direction and visuals are headed by Mary Gates Allen. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Real Queen Behavior and at Marquita Music and on Twitter at Marquita Music. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-T-A Music. Or shoot me an email at realqueenbehavior at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. See you next time.